This is a 38 Medicine production. Rolling. Rolling. <laughs> Rolling on the river. Sit, oh, listen, Tony Braxton. Left a good job in the city. Mm. Working for the man every night and day. You're giving really hoarse and raspy. Child, I am still recovering from life. Okay, life. You said it earlier. Did you say that earlier? March has hands. March has motherfucking hands. Okay, and been beating. March, no, literally. I am tattered. You can hear it in my voice. My right knee is fucked up. It's uh-huh. swollen. My right bunion is like screaming at me. Uh-huh. And I'm exhausted. Yeah, it's it's giving, I need a vacation. Child, but even, my thing with vacation is like, I be feeling like, I don't know, I don't know, I feel like I read somewhere that parents, if you weren't raised in a household where vacation was prioritized, you are conditioned to think that you always have to be going. And we did not go on vacation like that for real. Like we went to like Disney World here and there and we did like little things, but like intentionally saying, we are gonna take a break from life because we work hard and spend seven days in Turks and Caicos. We, I was not raised like that. So in turn, I do not prioritize vacation. And like, I feel like if I go, I'm like doing myself a disservice and I'm missing out on something and I'm like hmm. losing out on an opportunity. I don't know. I don't know why that is. But and my husband is the same way. Really? That motherfucker, it's so hard to pull him away from work to go on vacation. We've not been on a honeymoon. Because Nuh-uh. we've not been on a honeymoon. Still. We've got to be married for four years in August. We I have mean, it's, not it's done now, unless you just like Oh, we going, house. bitch. And we're getting just married shirts, and I want to be treated <laughs> like a new bride. <laughs> and they're, go- they're okay. Judge. They're going to. Judge. I don't care. We yeah, we just got married. Y'all went to St. Thomas. I last want summer. the Why just married doing- sweets. I want the ju- I want the just married flower petals on the bed, bitch. I want it all. You're I dramatic. want it all. I want it all. You yeah. literally were just in St. Thomas, weren't you? Like that a few was with, back? that was with my parents. My parents have a house there. We were just there with them. That's not that's not my honeymoon. That's a vacation with my parents. <laughs> Nah. That don't count. I, I will say this, like, you know, we've had the discussion of me having an older mom and like yeah. because my mom was so much older and like she lived her best life, like she made sure I got to travel. So as a kid, I got to go like a lot of places mm. and she yeah. used to take my cousin with me. Yeah. So like those are very like fond memories of my mom. You know what? I just thought about my dad and my stepmom prioritized vacation. And I did travel with them a lot. But I wasn't raised by them. Right. So my mom raised me. So I think my most of my life I think about it in terms of like how it was in the house I was raised in. Right. But I was... did travel a lot. Like I was eight years old getting on a plane to go to wherever to meet my dad. Mm, go to okay. Hawaii. Yeah, Guam, but it's different whatever. for a vacation versus Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. That's interesting because I, I never thought about it in that way. But yeah, like when I was younger, my mom definitely, yeah, because like, she wanted me to like see experience. Yeah, she wanted me to see life. stuff, and like yes. I, you know, I loved it. Like yeah. you know, as a kid, it was fun to me. So yeah, yeah that's that's interesting. I never thought about it. Wow, giving Laura props today. Hopefully, that keeps the energy with today's topic because yeah. we're actually talking about life. Yes, and, um, we are talking about. Um, 
you know, I saw a clip from Kelly Rowland, and mm. she actually had her dad with her. Yes. Um, and they were estranged at one point. Right. And so she talks about after 30 years finally reconnecting with her dad. That's crazy. And um, he was there in the interview, but Hoda asked about, like, you know, what, what does this mean after mm. this long mm. um, for your dad to come back in your life? And yeah. I thought that what she said was was so special mm -hmm. and I related to it a lot more than I'd like to admit. Mm. So let's listen to what she had to say. Okay. Hold up. <laughs> it was um it was necessary. Mm. It was necessary to the little girl in me that needed to hear that. It was necessary to hear it from a man. It it was necessary to hear it from my father. Mm -hmm. And when I thought about all the tumultuous relationships and trying to figure out men like that is the base and the foundation of it psychologically so when mm -hmm. i'm talking to therapists and i'm asking them about this and it, it all runs back mm -hmm. to the abandonment issue mm -hmm. and people like make jokes of that sometimes it's like oh well she has abandoned no i, I actually had an abandonment mm -hmm. issue really and it's some seriousness to that and it's once you like kind of tackle your way through that you're helping to navigate your way through trying to have functional yeah. as functional as possible relationships relationships yeah mm. and i i mean i thought this would be a good episode to talk about like inner child healing because yeah. as i get older i find that it is so difficult to soothe your inner child child it is so difficult to yeah. to literally like you don't even think about how pivotal, like when Kelly talked about like how many relationships were failed because I didn't realize like I really needed a dad. Like yes. I really needed those things. And and it made me think about like my own therapy journey. So one of the things that I've had to work on really hard over the last years, one, I just really discovered that I had an abandonment issue. Mm. And it's interesting because I never considered myself to be a person with abandonment mm -hmm. issues because I think that we all assume that abandonment looks a certain way, right? right? So, you know, I, I my dad, me and him kind of got a relationship when I turned 18. So mm. I know I feel like a very weird like shift mm. as far as like I the core essence of who I am as a girl who was raised without a father right mm -hmm. but now as I've turned 18 my dad supports me a lot mm. financially mm -hmm. and so over time it, it's been a weird shift because I know what it's like for your daddy to give you everything yeah but I know what it's like for your dad to never be there either. yeah and so I you know I was in therapy and I was kind of struggling because Again, even with that dynamic of my dad not being there and then being there, mm -hmm. it's a lot of it's a lot of rift mm -hmm, between us. Mm -hmm. And I was like in therapy and I was just, you know, really upset. Yeah. And, you know, she was like, Well, yeah, I mean, you're an abandoned child. And I mean, like, have you ever been a therapist yeah. where your therapist and tells you something and you're and in you fucking clutch your pearls. It's like, wait, what? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was me yeah. as far as abandonment issues were concerned. Because yeah. You know, then we started to talk about my mom, who, you know, obviously decided to raise me in spite of my dad not being there. But then I realized that we think that abandonment looks like physical yes. leaving. And my mother was definitely there. emotionally yeah. <laughs> abandoning me as well. Yeah. Oh, and so I, yeah. I, I was experiencing it twofold and yeah. not realizing how that played out so much in my dating space. Yeah. Like when, when someone does not text me back in, in a reasonable amount of time, I panic. I have a, because then you start to blame yourself. And that's also yep. a telltale sign of like abandonment. Oh my God, yes. Am I reading you? Like, you're a little bit. Yeah. Am I in your driveway? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I am so quick to think that I have offended someone or done something wrong mm -hmm. 
when or even just if if there's like an energy shift mm -hmm. oh yes if somebody's looking head. at me weird like why are they looking at me like mm -hmm. that and your mind runs it, in immediately scenarios. i feel like i've done something yeah, yeah. and my mother doesn't listen. My mom doesn't listen to this podcast because if she did, my mother is very big on like, don't talk about me. Like, shut, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, but my mom was very physically present, mm -hmm. and my dad was in my life, and so I had a stepdad who was also in my life. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely emotionally now realize that I may not have gotten what I what needed all the time. And I say this as someone who, as I prepare to become a parent, God willing, mm -hmm. and I have observed over my life what how, how difficult being a parent is, mm -hmm. and I I can I can go back in hindsight and say see that my mom did a lot to make sure that her children were good had the best that yep. we were taking care of that we wanted for nothing so she worked a lot she was building her mm -hmm. business when we were in middle and high school when i was in middle and high school and like i remember when i went to junior prom i came downstairs and was like mom i'm leaving and she was in her bedroom she was like okay see you later i didn't get like the pictures I didn't oh get God. like the let me get your so pretty, turn this way da, da, da. Uh -huh. and that still sticks with me to this day like and because I, I would see like all the white girls in my neighborhood are mm. in the front yard of you know of our nice neighborhood, neighborhood taking pictures with their families yep, and the friends and the date is there and he's putting the boutonniere on mm -hmm. and I didn't she we didn't do that and like those are little things but like they little emotional up and it, and it also it also mm -hmm. leaves a mark right yeah right like especially the comparison piece right because mm -hmm. I have a scenario kind of similar I played soccer child so obviously I was the only black girl I did too playing, playing soccer yes. at that time but we won state which oh. is the highest honor yes. of, of winning the game right yes. and I'm an emotional person so yes. of course it was it happened to fall on Mother's Day so even before the game started we all gave our mom oh. roses like from both teams it was a whole thing right so when we won yeah all of the white moms jumped up ran and greeted their daughters yes. right and i like ran to jump on my mom yes. she's like calm down <laughs> I, I remember instantly <laughs> how robbed of that emotion yes. i felt like yes. watching like my my white teammates and yep. their moms like it was a moment oh. like it was almost like out of a movie I'm so like proud imagine of you. a movie where it's like everyone's screaming yes. and it's, it's chaotic like yes. we're literally winning the top honor and stuff right. like we're the champions of yep. the whole fucking state yep. like how how do we like i'm over the moon like yep. this is my first time winning state like i'm so excited and yes. i run up to my mother and she is like don't Girl. jump on me it's not giving that sis yes it's not and i remember oh i remember like stopping yes and turning yeah and being like in my head how do i recoup like right do yep. i run to someone else do yep. i sit here yep. does everyone celebrate around me yep. but again those moments of like showing up for me emotionally yep. were just never present and yep. so then it turns into a person always questioning is it you because as a child you have no one to tell you it's not you. So you yes. internalize it. Right. You assume yes. that everything is about you. Yes. My dad couldn't have shown up and wanted to be a father because of me, right? It's something yeah. that I did. Right, right, right. Because as a child, what you, else don't do deem, you, think? Yeah. you don't deem, it has to be something. Maybe it's 
this. You don't think like, yeah. oh, maybe it's my parents' dynamic. Yep. Maybe they yep. you didn't want to be a parent. Maybe, yep. and again, you know, therapy has taught me enough to know that, to your point, our parents have tried. Yes. The, with They tried to do the best they could They're with what they They're human beings. And they have they come from trauma. And they exactly. And they come from parents who are like direct derivatives. Even worse. Sla- slaves. Yes. yes. Like, for example, another thing. <clears throat> that I learned in therapy is like, I have a perfection uh, complex. Mm. So like when it comes to doing anything, I like to perform at a high level. I yep. like to, to, for my stuff to be a certain way. I'm yep. very particular. Like, yep. um, And when I was younger, my mom never acknowledged anything that I did, right? So my whole life, Same. it was like, ta-da, I'm Same. the best. Yep. See me, see me. Look, hey, hey, look, I'm the best singer. Ah, look, I'm the best soccer player. Oh, I'm on the state winning team. I'm the best. And it got to a point where then, because I realized at a certain point she just was not going to acknowledge yes. me, I figured if I got so good that if everyone around yeah. saw it, so if Candace started going, Laura, did you see Leah? Right, right, right. It would be a it moment for her to acknowledge. It. Yep. And it never, and it never it was. Never but then it created a perfection complex overall, right? Yeah. Because now I'm living in this space where I feel like I have to be the best in right. order. Like now I'm fighting for acknowledgement that I'm not gonna get, but it perpetuates in every space of my life, right? So even to people, yeah. people think like, oh, Leah's just trying to be, it gives off this yes. air yeah. of me trying to be a perfectionist when in reality, it's truly just the little girl inside of me yeah. who wants my mom to say good job. Yep, child. <gasps> okay? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Like, um. So how do how is that reconciled? Because I find myself feeling like that as well. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, why am I doing 50 things? Why am I adding one more thing to my plate? Mm. And I I, I had a similar upbringing where I, so I remember there was one particular time when I was in high school, I took honors English in in my senior year, and we had summer work. We had to read, um, what's the book with Hester Prynne and the the Scarlet Letter? Oh yeah, yeah. We had to read the Scarlet Letter and do like this packet of summer work mm-hmm. before we got to school. And I got an A on it, and it was really hard. And I remember showing it to my mom and her being like, "Oh my God, Candace, I'm so proud of you." And that sticks with in that moment. Mm. I remember being shocked. Like, wait, what? Because she seldom, if ever, said that that she was proud of Mm -hmm. me. It was like almost never. Never occurrence. You could always be better. Yes. And because of that, I never feel like I'm doing a good job at anything. Mm. Ever. Like, Mm. I could, I, I mean, I could possibly be the best at something I've done. I will always find a critique. critique. Mm -hmm. And like even now with with my singing and my career in in music, my team, we had a meeting the other day. My team is like, you need to to stop and just appreciate what you've done. You like, and they broke down like, do you know what you've done? Do you know what stage you were on and who you shared a stage with? And all of the praise that you received from these people who didn't have to say shit to you. They could have just gone about their business. Right. Maya didn't have to say anything. Right. As, like, no one had to say anything to you. Right. And even that, I'm just like, yeah, okay, well, what's next? Like, what can I do better? How can we what's the next here? thing that I can do really well? Yeah. yeah. And that, and that's that's the hard part because it's just like that that inner child screaming because yeah. I I had a similar situation like my grad when I graduated from Howard mm-hmm. so like my whole life when I would talk about boys to my mom she mm-hmm. would be like 
you don't need a boyfriend. Wait till you graduate college. Mm -hmm. And so when I graduated college, I said, okay, all these years you told me like, once I once I graduate college, I can get a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So now what? And mm -hmm. then she was like, now get so rich that you can buy a man. And I was like, what, girl? <laughs> so I so you know. And then as we're this, and I was just like. So are you proud of me? Like almost baiting her. Yeah. And she was like, I mean, like it was hard for her yeah. to say it. Yeah. And I said, I yeah. said, you could just say, yeah, you could really just say in this moment yes. that I've done enough. Yeah. Like it was almost like if I didn't bait her, yeah, we wouldn't have even like had the conversation. Yep. And I think also black parents, if you're listening, if you have children, one thing that I, I hope for black people to stop doing, because I think this is a common thread in the black community, which I've learned the source of it, which mm. obviously that has to do with slavery. Yes. But one thing that black parents do is like black parents will love to talk to everybody Buddy else, else. child. That's my mom. You're not affirming me yes, when you when tell talk, Dorsey yes. and you and never I told me. There. I didn't even know. I didn't even know you felt that way. Yes. I didn't know you were proud. And then and then you and those people come up to you and say, Your, Your mother is so, is so proud, proud of you. you. Cool bitch. I could have fooled me. me. Yeah. The fuck? Like what? And it almost it feel, almost feels performative. And mm -hmm. like yeah. you're you're saying this because you want other people to see your familiar familial unit as mm -hmm. better than is doing better than like keeping up right. with the Joneses right, that, right, right. that situation. And like I I have I've I've never felt like like even now, because now sh <laughs> <laughs> um TV is a really like um, is a mind fuck. Mm -hmm. And when you see yourself on TV, it can cause you to edit. And I for sure feel like my mom edits because she has seen herself on TV. Right. So now she'll say on TV, oh, Candace, I'm so proud of you. And it feels alien. And it feels like you're saying this because we're in a setting where right. millions, of, millions of people will see. Consume and have a conversation yes, about it. Right? Yes. But like in general, no. I, I also don't feel like I've ever truly been affirmed by my mom right. and because that's who raised me right and you know that's who I know as the dominant parent it's I I see I seek that yeah no and that's and that's the thing so last year when I kind of learned about these abandonment issues because again it, you really don't realize how it spills into everything that you mm -hmm. do even how you react in like non-romantic but platonic relationships you yes. don't even realize like the expectations sometimes that you have of people and like yes. the way that you maneuver situations yep you know this therapist was like listen you have abandonment issues so mm. you have expectations of people so she was like listen your parents played the fuck out of you right so when you go into any other situation mm -hmm. you have such a high expectation for yep. people because you don't want to be disappointed yes Ooh, and disappointing that you is where where you feel the most vulnerable yes giving people the opportunity to, to disappoint, disappoint you. you yes and it it plays out yeah. in every caveat like i will not let people mm. oversell me on shit nope my bar is down here Always. but yes hold on but recently i got read to fucking filth about that because for real it's self-sabotage yes it is it is self-sab and i didn't realize it because my therapist was like Yo, you having such a low expectation. Yeah. Do you know how much you rob yourself yep, yep, yep. of joy yep. by doing that? And mm -hmm. I had no idea, but it almost, honestly, when, I, when she told me that I had called one of my friends and I got emotional because I was like, how much have I cheated myself out of, out of your own blessings? Because, because I was so set upon not being disappointed. Yes. I looked at every opportunity or every time for someone to show up for me. Yep. 
as a, a moment of loss immediately. Because yep. yep. in my mind, well, if I set the bar down here, if, it won't if they supersede it, yes, great. Then that's right. But right. if if they if they disappoint me, well, that was I'm my expectation. Hurt. Yep, yep. And it's it's a it's truly a form of self self yeah. sabotage. And like my friends sometimes would be like, "Why are you so negative, girl? Just like yeah, experience let it, be. it." Yeah. And I would be like, "No, but what about this? Yeah. And what if this? Child. And how about this? Hmm. And what it? Hmm. That is my black ass. Yeah. It's, you <sighs> know what the so what I have again like going back to what I said, I think that. We, as the children of these people, right. forget that they are human beings. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. where I have been sitting with it mm -hmm. for, for maybe the last five or six years. Mm -hmm. I like had a realization that my mom is my mom and yep. she's on this pedestal because she's my mother. Yep. And I have such a high expectation, yep. an expectation of her and my dad, my parents, yeah, your parents. Your parents as a whole, because they raised me. Right. And they are the first people that I knew. And they were my first example. They were the first blueprint of everything. So right. I have this like almost unrealistic expectation of who they are and what they are capable of. Right. And it's un it's almost unfair because how are we to not understand that Perhaps the reason that my mom is shitty at being emotionally available mm -hmm. is because no one was giving her that. Available no one was to emotionally her. available yep. to her. No one affirmed her. Yep. And we are products of our environment. Absolutely. So at that point, I have to say to myself, it's my job and it's my responsibility to, un now that I understand that, Mom is human, and mom is only available to me for as much as she can be available to herself. Mm. And I have to figure out how to soothe my inner child, my inner child and, it's and not blame that what was missing and what clearly hurt me and has traumatized me yeah. on her. Because yeah. she, she is not capable of being what I need in certain arenas. And that and that is is to, to answer your earlier question which was so then how do we how do we do that? That is the hard work of yeah, yourself. Cuz I I tell you this, as far as my mom and like the perfection complex, that was one of the first things I learned about myself mm -hmm, in therapy. Mm -hmm. Like that performative nature mm -hmm, comes from that. Mm -hmm you know, wanting that approval. And, yeah. you know, I had a conversation with my mom and we were talking about therapy and my mom is 65, child. Mm -hmm. She, listen, she what she believes is what she believes. Yes, and it, it, ain't, it ain't a it lot ain't of budget from that. And it so, ain't changing. And it won't. Yeah. So, you know, therapy sounds like a foreign language no. to yeah. her, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm telling her about therapy and I said, well, you know, the reason I, you know, the reason I feel the need to perform in that manner or present myself as perfect is because you didn't affirm me. Ooh, and girl. she literally said, do you think, that I got that? Do you think that your grandparents did that to me? And that was the first moment where I realized that I was able to, for real, of all the fucked up shit my mom has done, that was the first time I was able to see her. Yeah. Oh, God. To see her. She said, do you think that your grandpa told me I did good? Do you? And it was like her inner child jumped out. And I yep. was like, yep. this is a negative, toxic cycle. Yeah. Of, of parents not affirming. Yeah. 
and not, you know, it, I had a conversation with my dad where one time I was expressing to him how hurt I was that he was not in my life. Mm. He literally said, and this is, is something that honestly we still struggle with and I, I honestly still hold very heavily to me, mm -hmm. but we were in a moment, we were, you know, we had a disagreement. It was him, my sister and I, and we were in his car and we just went on this family trip child that he wanted to be white picket fence perfect mm. and it was chaotic because mm. our foundation is chaotic. It's shaky, yeah. Um, and so... I remember saying to him, and I'm bawling, and I'm like, do you know what it's like to not have a dad growing up? And I said, it hurts me so much. And he was like, well, I grew up without a dad, and I'm just fine. Child, ooh, oh, these girl. people are so, ooh, they are just like brick walls. It I cuts to the bone. It cut to the bone. But I was like, mm -hmm. okay, so me expecting this acknowledgement mm -hmm. is, is, is the space where I think to this day I'm at a standstill with my dad. Mm. You know what I mean? Because on, on one hand, I'm an adult enough to understand that they're probably not going to change their ways, yeah. right? But I still don't think that I'm 100% soothed as a child. And mm -hmm. they are my instant triggers. There are mm -hmm. things that people can do that obviously, um, you know, scratches the surface yeah. of the trigger. But yeah. my parents say one thing, and it puts me Honey, in a hole. I can... <laughs> like, you, you people out there mm -hmm. think that you've seen me, like, emotional... The way that my mother can turn me into Somebody else. a wildebeest by saying one, one thing. thing. Uh, it's like, and my sister and switch. my brother are the same way. Yeah, It's like you say, like she'll say, my mom used to be really obsessed with, with our skin because mm -hmm. I had acne yeah. growing up. My sister has acne. And she was like obsessed with it. And she would come in and say like, you need to get your skin together. Like, we need to get your skin. And it was like, I understand now that part of it was that she didn't want to see this imperfection on my face because right. other I, I'm a reflection of her and right, she doesn't right. want me looking a mess in public. Right. But part of it was that she just was panicked and wanted to fix it mm -hmm. because she would send me to the best dermatologists and Damn, right. buy me the most expensive creams and potions and lotions for my skin when it was just adolescent acne and it was going to pass right. and it did right my sister is a little bit more um a little bit more complicated yeah and she had to you know do different regiments but mm -hmm. it's like it shouldn't be the end of the world it shouldn't be a national emergency and like now when she says anything about my skin trigger or my sister's skin not even right. mine it's like, yeah, like, uh-uh, stop. Don't talk. Like, shut up. Like, stop. And I, I turn into, like, a monster. No, yeah, my my mom will get me. So, first of all, I've realized, like, I'm I'm very animated. I'm very colorful. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I live my emotions out loud. I yes. express myself. Like, yes. My mom is the opposite. Ooh, yes. like, cold. Yep. Like, not even, like, your mom is a little more, like, personable. Yeah. Yeah. No, my mom is very, like, yeah. black and white with it. Like, yeah. she's not not giving all of that. Yeah. And my mom, like, she will not call what I have anxiety because I'm, I'm a very anxious person. Bitch. She goes, whew, you're a little intense. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm anxious. It, it minimizes. It minimizes the fuck yes. out of what I'm saying. Like, I was never able to, mm -hmm. to really express how I felt in that emotion. Like, I play a soccer game and a girl would call me a ugly bitch mm. and my mom would go, well, girl, they talked about Jesus Christ. You'll be fine. <sighs> but it's like, no, you're my mom. I want to talk shit with you. Like, I yes. want to I wanna engage and have a conversation with you. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's a real, like, my mother can, 
trigger me yep. in she don't even have to say it could be a look or a comment or just oh, a, yeah. Uh, hmm. yeah oh my god and i'm ready to pull my edges out like like i'll be like okay it's time for me to pack my shit up and go gotta back to go. my house because yep, go. texas is too much Mm-mm. texas is too much. like i it, it does not matter but you know i when i first started therapy one of the things that really got me emotional was like you know my mom is is a very private person mm-hmm. and so, so you really don't know like mm-hmm. i don't know a lot about my mother as yeah. far as like you know what what is her like i really don't even know my mom's favorite color if i'm being honest like i don't know a lot about her mm. and for me like i got to a crossroads in my life where i was like okay Leah, if your mom god forbid dies tomorrow are you satisfied with, with where you with are where you are mm-hmm. or or you know what you haven't said yeah yeah are you are you okay like did mm-hmm. you express it enough did you and i'm not i'll be honest i'm not well okay so here's what i have learned and you kind of said this these people <laughs> are again products of their environment yeah for sure you can say how you feel to them until you're blue in the face, but you have to be intentional about why you're saying it. If you're saying it to them because you want validation, you're setting yourself up to be sabotaged and to, to fail because at this point, they're not going to change. She's not going to give it to you. Right. So if whatever it is that you feel like you haven't said and you need to say is so that she will know, then say it. But if you if you're saying it because you're thinking that it's going to change something, don't waste your time. Yeah, I it's it's just like, and I think like too, especially because I'm 28. Like mm-hmm. as I'm getting closer to 30, I think in my mind, you, your spirit is like 50. But okay. Yeah, but I I you know when I was a child, I think I thought for a really long time that like once I got older mm-hmm. and I was able to like Ooh. be an adult and verbalize. <sighs> That I would be heard more, or it would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. But, oh, young dove. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, this was this was a, a child. As mm-hmm. obviously, as I got older and I realized like it was different, but mm-hmm. I, I really thought that like I would find a middle ground with my mom, and I I just haven't. And and like again, you, you're married. You're you're in a space with your husband. Like you talk about wanting children, and I don't know, like. With, with where my mom and I sit, I'm just not sure about, like, our future. I don't know what it looks like for me to have kids mm. and my mom to be in the picture. Not that she mm. won't, but mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. I don't know how I manage where we are with, like, what my future looks like, you know. And and that's and the same thing with my dad. Like, we we have totally different perspectives. And see, you, your brother, and your sister, y'all grew up in the same house. Mm-hmm. My sister and I grew up totally different. Mm. And... um. I'm kind of divulging too much, but like my sister and I right now are kind of in a weird space mm-hmm. because we realized we did a therapy session and we realized we got two different dads. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she got my dad in a different capacity than I did. And yep. so it's a lot harder for me to move on. It's yeah. a lot harder for me to jump over the hurdles that they both want me to jump over yeah. to meet them where they are because she's had conversations, she feels like she's got her answers and she's yes. okay with that and yes. she can build on that. Right, right. But the answers aren't good enough for me. And mm. not to say that, you know, the answer is going to be what I want it to be. Yeah. But for me, I need acknowledgement and there's mm. none of that. And so. You have got to get to a place where you are at peace with yourself. Mm. It, there's a lot of 
looking outside for acknowledgement from your parents. And mm -hmm. it's human because they're your fucking parents. Right, if right, anybody, right. these are the people that fed you, clothed you, protected you, right. kept you alive. Yeah. So it's natural for you to want to feel that comfort from those people. Yeah. But again, these niggas are human beings and they are liable to be just as shitty as Bob on the street. Yeah. And you've got to be okay with where you are, you have to somehow build the peace for yourself because waiting to get it from your 65-year-old mother, <laughs> and that's not to say that it may not, that it may not come because people change all the time every day. Yeah. yeah. But, and I'm not saying you should, you should be closed off, but don't allow the lack of acknowledgement from mom or dad to, to, decide whether or not you are able to free yourself from those burdens right. and live your life for yourself. And you know yeah. what is crazy? I, I was, mm, I was only able to really let go of that acknowledgement from my mom when I got married. Mm, what about marriage? Because I found my own person my mom was like, I'm gonna cry. My mom was like my person. Yeah. And I was able to let go of that because she was, we were never gonna be where I wanted us to be. Yeah. You know, I need a tissue. Yeah. Well, to fold up. And, and I was able. <laughs> is this you, <laughs> you preserving? Yes. <laughs> You gotta watch the YouTube to see what I'm doing. <laughs> this is this this is the this is one of many oh, skills that professional criers have. You can also go this way, and they'll just fall out. Okay, go ahead. Um, shout out to our team; they're trying to find me tissue. <laughs> um, no, I think that it was it was finding a a, a person that could love me, I keep hitting the mic, that could love me the way that I wanted and needed to be loved. Mm. That helped me to be okay with the fact that my mom could not be that for me. Mm. And it's almost, it's maybe not even healthy because it's almost just like a transfer. Mm -hmm. But thank you. I'm getting to tissues are coming. God bless. Oh, thanks. That was a tissue, guys. I'm folding the tissue. In her Candace. In her Candace way uh-huh yes get it get it um and i hate i mean i hate that that was my way because i don't want you to feel like you have to find a mr anonymous right before you can let go yeah we got it <laughs> thank you everyone's coming the with the tissues right. okay we, we're ready okay um yes no it's i don't want you to feel like you you need to find mr man to, to feel like to you have to, to soothe yourself. Right. But I, like, I was, it was easier for me to accept what I always knew, which is that my mom is not going to change. And I cannot change her. I can scream and cry until I'm blue in the face. I can tell her how, tell her how I feel until the cows come home. Yeah. And she may understand it mm -hmm. in, in her, within herself. Yeah. She's not going to show me that. Right. And I got to be okay with that and move yeah. the fuck on. So I think for me, one of the, the, the 
struggles for me in this particular thing is is it, it really pours out into my dating space, right? Yeah. So like again, communication. Um there's and I'm talking to my therapist about this now. This is a child, me telling y'all all my issues. I hope the talking to ain't listening. Um uh <laughs> or that I kinda like. But you know, like for me, I have this thing where I have this unrealistic expectation of communication up front. Mm. Because when you give me any sign mm-hmm. of like not communicating mm-hmm. or i.e. abandonment, mm-hmm. any 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 sign you're going to walk away, I panic. Yep. I panic. I lose it. I get this anxiety. Yeah. I have this feeling. I can't even describe it. And I remember when I was younger, I used to be a bugaboo. I would call a dude all day. Uh, like, I promise you, ask my cousin Melanie be listening to the podcast. Shout out to Melanie. Hey Melanie. Because Melanie will tell you, when I was like middle school, high school, I'm calling your phone every day, baby. Yeah. I'm calling your house. Hey, Mr. So-and-so. Leah. Shout out to Michael Pickett. He used to be my church crush. <laughs> Michael, I used to be like, hey, Miss Pickett. She'd be like, hey, I hope, Leah. Listen, I hope Michael Pickett's wife ain't listening. She uh, he doesn't have ass. one. And as for that, <laughs> hey, Mike. My friend. <laughs> Just kidding, kind of. Um, all right, Mike. Shot. No, he don't want me. Anyway, um, I already tried. No, I'm kidding. Actually, no, no. I'm actually not. Okay. Um, Leah is a fucking lunatic. If you all didn't know Leah was a fucking <laughs> lunatic, please, like, Please understand. Uh, but yes, no, but I like, yeah, that was, I don't know. Like I, in, in these, and it's only in romantic relationships. And I think there's yeah. things again that bleed out into my platonic everyday mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. But like, for example, yo ass don't be responding to my text. I'm the worst. And it, it'll irritate me, but it yeah. won't make me feel the same anxiety yeah. I feel when a man who is supposed to be interested Pursuing in me. You. Yeah doesn't respond yeah like i and i've i've chunked it to two things right like the right man will be okay with that type of communication but also there's work that i have to do right as well like yes. there, there there's a balance and so i'm finding that fine line but it's very hard for me because mm. i think in romantic relationships i get too attached like i yes. get attached to it immediately quickly. yes and it's yeah. like so kind of in that same way maybe you weren't doing that necessarily but yeah. once you did find your person you, yeah. you found that connection whereas yeah. like maybe i want that so yeah. i'm i'm like jumping yeah. to whatever that is mm-hmm. and so you know obviously that doesn't pan out very well for me because most men are like bitch what the fuck is wrong with you um they sorry. are i'm sorry so you, you know are. you are you they are that part <laughs> that part but you know i that's that's one of the things i'm having to learn just like with these abandonment issues because again a year and a half ago if you would have told me i had abandonment issues i'd have been like who yeah because even though my dad didn't raise me or wasn't really around much. I knew who he was. And I didn't think that I was abandoned until my therapist was like, because she was like, you have abandonment issues. And I was like, who me? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, how so? She was like, Leah, tell me right now, do you think that your mother ever emotionally supported you the way that you needed? And I was like, "Yeah, I guess that's what we call that. Yeah. But again, like, you've, you've got to get to a place where and it doesn't mean it won't still hurt or won't still like sting but you just you have to and it's hard for us because we're not math people but it's right. you have to look at it as a quantitative thing like two plus two is two right i mean see i don't know math two plus two is four <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were trying to make a point bitch <laughs> two plus two is four yeah but but like you have to look at it in black and white yeah they didn't get it so how can they give it to you and yeah. it's not and at this point in their lives, it's like impossible to change. And I used to say, well, they need to be responsible and see that they're wrong and they should want to change. But they don't. 
They don't and see that, it. And that's the, I think like, again, when I turned 27, I was at a real pivotal moment with my career trying to figure out what the fuck I was doing. I had a lot of shit going on at work and I had a lot of stuff going on with both of my parents. And I just remember telling the therapist, like, I think like my inner child was having a tantrum because mm-hmm. it was like, I want to be healed of this. Yes. I don't want to sit in this space anymore. I'm tired of feeling abandoned i'm tired of it showing in my dating space yes. i'm tired like yeah. i'm frustrated and like my inner child was really having a tantrum yes. because i thought like in my mind again the childhood mentality of the older i'll get the more i'll be able to tell my parents how i feel we'll have a conversation yep. and we will be able yep. to like move forward yep. Yep. and yep. i think like 30 is like this this bridge for me mm-hmm. i don't know why in my mind there's mm-hmm. so many things that i have like that i want to do before 30 yes. right which is like before i go into my 30s i would love to be healed I would love to be to be more healed with my parents. I would love mm-hmm. for us to be on a journey of like moving in a better direction or yeah. having a middle ground yes. at least. Yes. Um, but we don't have a middle ground. It's their ground, and then I'm just dragging. Over I'm there. dragged yeah. into on, on their yes. trail. Yes. So I think that's the thing for me, and I think like again, I'm working so hard to self soothe myself. I'm yes. working so hard to like have peace about it. Like honestly speaking, last until last November, my dad and I didn't talk for a year. Mm. Because my therapist had told me, you know, you have to figure out what boundaries look like for you, right? Ooh, you have to figure out. And she was like, if you truly believe that you will never be um, untriggered by them, then maybe just not speaking to them at all might be more peace for you than continuing to have a relationship where you constantly feel on edge. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Tell you something. My sister is like the master of cutting off my mom. <laughs> I could never cut her off. Mm. She would do and say like crazy shit. Ooh, I hope she listens to this podcast. She don't kick my ass. Um, <laughs> and I would just oh whatever, cry, be angry, right, take it upset. out on my husband. Right, right, right. Um, the first time that I like fuck mm-hmm. was so liberating, mm-hmm. light, peaceful. Mm-hmm. You have to prioritize your peace. Or mental health mm-hmm. and if that means that you take a break and because my aunt said this to me you it doesn't mean you don't love your parents or that you're not loyal to them you're loving them from a distance and yep. that is allowed because you are an adult you take care of yourself mm-hmm. you are successful you are ambitious you have a million trillion things going for you that you need to be available emotionally mm-hmm. to focus on you shouldn't be falling apart because a, another human being is unavailable to you emotionally. Right, right. Like that makes you just as bad off as they are. Yeah. If, if they want to be in a, a black space with walls up, that's their business. And yeah. even if it is your parents, yeah, they're humans. You have, that's what it is for you. I feel like you, part of you is still elevates your parents to this pedestal space, which is understandable. Yeah. Take them off. Take yeah. them off. And still love them, still respect them, still laud them as the, you know, my mom used to throw that honor your mother and your father at me. Mm-hmm. And it's true, you, you oh, should. Days of your life. You can honor, oh, and your days will be long. Mm-hmm. But don't provoke your children either. That's in the Bible too. Okay. So you you can still honor them and love them without holding them on this pedestal because you're hostage Mm. by keeping them up there. Mm. Take them off. 
so that you can see them as humans and cease these unrealistic expectations mm. of these people that ain't about to deliver for you. Yeah. They're not going to. Yeah. Become okay with that. That's your goal for 30. Mm. That's your healing in 30 is removing them from the pedestal so that you can move on, move forward. And I believe that that will open up other spiritual and emotional doors for you. Mm. Because I think that a lot of the blocks and a lot of the doubt that you have is tied to you holding yourself hostage and being prisoner to these fucking people yeah. that ain't about to give you what you're looking for because they can't. Mm. They just can't. Mm. I would like to now open the doors of the church. <laughs> <laughs> I would now like to open the door. Let me tell you about how, listen, I don't know. I ain't know 30, uh, your thirties will give you wisdom because I thought like I was, I was, I would fight to have a relationship with my mom. I was, I, I knew I was going to have it. Mm -hmm. And my dad and my step would tell me it's just, that's just not how it's going to be. And I would say, no, 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 no. One day. One day we're gonna be no. It's it's gonna. Can we get talk better. about? Can we talk about though how religion plays a role into that? Because I will be a hundred percent honest with you, I I struggle right because we we believe and I and I told my therapist this at the time when I was really struggling with this. As Christians, right, we mm -hmm. believe that God can change anything around. Oh right? my God, He can He can. I fix used to pray it. it. I used to pray it down. Pray it down. Give me God, a better relationship please. with my mom. God, Every please. God, night. please. After Lord, heal us. He heal us. Lord, take it away. Lord, I don't want to feel like this anymore. You talking to me, Lord? Like preach to the choir. And so I battle with the spirituality of yeah. it, but the the reality of it. There's yeah. there's spirituality and then the real reality of what, yes. what we're sitting in, right? Yes. And like, what what is the middle line for me? Because you know, on one hand, I want to believe, yes, wholeheartedly that God can fix it at any moment, yeah. any time, any situation, yep. 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 that they could come around. Yep. But also, while I wait, yeah. I'm sabotaging yes. my my feelings yes. and my heart, mm -hmm. holding out that small ounce of hope. Mm -hmm. And my therapist had to say, you can still believe in that yes. while not allowing it to hold you hostage. Right. I still have hope that, you know, and, and I, I feel like there have been life events that have created a space where I do feel like I am getting to a different place with my mom mm -hmm. and my dad. Right. But... And it feels, it feels nice, mm -hmm. but it does not make or break me anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just nice. You know, I'm, I'm, me and my dad had an argument two weeks ago, and I was in shambles. Couldn't even get my, mm -hmm. pick myself back up. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. definitely still, still a little bound. You, I ain't going to hold you. You are owed freedom from that. Yeah. And you have to give it to yourself. Yeah. I, I wish I could play it for you. I literally co-wrote a song that we're probably going to end up calling don't tell us affirmations okay exclusive that might tea. be the name okay exclusive yes mm -hmm. and when we were first writing it the word said um oh god no matter what they may say i'm gonna be right here i'm gonna love you all the way and it was a it was a love song about mm -hmm. a love interest and i was like mm-mm 
this feels like a love lo- love letter to me. Mm-hmm. And it became, no matter what people say, I'm going to be right here. I'm going to love me all the way. Mm-hmm. And I would be sing. We were in the studio recording the song, and then I would, you know, you go home and listen to it and play it over and over and pick it apart. And I would mistakenly say you instead of me because Ooh, I'm okay. conditioned to love others first. Mm-hmm. I would... Yesterday, I was standing in the mirror, and I re- I said repeatedly, I'm going to love me, me, me. I'm going to love me. Because we don't automatically put our self-love first. Yeah. But when you really do the work, because it's work, yeah. of putting yourself first and loving yourself first, it's so much easier to put that shit aside, even when it is your freaking parent. You you have to do the work yeah. of, and me too, of loving you first, putting you first. Look in the mirror. I'm going to love me. I'm, I'm pumping my song, but I'm telling the truth. Yeah. I'm going to love me all the way. Yeah. Me. Not yeah. you, but yeah. me. And it's it doesn't get, it's not easy. It doesn't get easier. The feeling of wanting that whole complete thing from your parents never goes away. You know what else? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Michael Arsenault. His book, his first book, I Can't Date Jesus, read it. Mm. You need to read it. It's such a good book. And my best friend Adrian um, gave it to me because he's, he's a Howard grad. Mm-hmm. He was school at C. Okay. A lot of parallels that you will yeah. find. Okay. And the relationship that he had with his mother spoke to me. And I ended up reaching out to him because I was so moved by what he was saying really about his and he's from Texas. You need to read the book. Okay. He's in LA now. And he's so fucking funny. You would you all are very similar. It's weird. He's okay. he's funny. He uses humor to cover paint like very similar. Wow, okay. And I reached out to him. Just I DM'd him like this nigga ain't going to see this. And now like we're cool. Cuz like that book is just it it began for me the journey of understanding how these niggas ain't changing. Niggas being parents. Hmm. Maybe we should have them on. Michael, will you come on our podcast? Michael, if you're listening, Michael, will you come on? He would come on. Okay. Okay. So yes. You know what? All right. We're gonna we'll continue this conversation because yes. we continue. We're not gonna be here. We all. talking forever. It's right. Go. Right. I know I you got shit to, to do on a Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> okay. But listen. Make sure you download, subscribe. Okay. And use the hashtag stwwd. Tell us what you are learning. What are your yes. therapy notes? What have you learned? Any yes. advice? Okay. Because clearly. Advice. We up here still trying to figure it out, we, and we and we're a family, and we want to know what you guys are going through, and, yes. and what what you are working on in therapy. Yep. Make sure you download, you listen, subscribe, catch us on YouTube because if you want to see Candace, yeah, uh, you got to see my skill, my special crying skill. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. Okay, oh. so yeah, make sure you go check it out on YouTube, and uh, listen, guys, we are up out of here. Make sure you follow us on social media too. At so that's what we're doing. Pod. Period. And yeah, girl, and do the work. Mm-hmm. Love you all the way, bitch. Love yourself. Mm-hmm.